it at her best, never let it rest, until the good becomes better and the better becomes best. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Craig here. I have an interview today I'm happy to uh, do for you. I want to introduce you to Chris. So, Chris, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, and then we'll start talking. Hey, Craig. Thank you very much for uh, having me on today. I really appreciate it. So, I'm uh, Chris Lukey. Uh, Craig and I met through a, a podcasting group that we were part of a mastermind of, and um I spent nearly 30 years. Uh, I live in Ontario, Canada. I actually live uh, about 10 minutes from Niagara Falls. I was born and raised in Niagara Falls. And I spent nearly 30 years in the uh, fire department. And I was very fortunate. I rose to the rank of uh, platoon chief or known as battalion chief in, in, in America. And I retired uh, four months before COVID hit at the ripe old age of uh, 50. And um, ever since then, I've, um, I've been exploring the idea and actually it's in the works right now. I'm putting together a, a podcast myself. Do you have a name for your podcast? Yeah. So the name of the podcast will be called The Ignition Factor. And uh, basically it's to fuel your purpose, your passion and your mindset. And what I noticed was uh, one of the reasons I retired early was, you know, due to PTSD, stress, anxiety, overwhelm, burnout, all those things. Um, I decided to take an early retirement package. And so I always tell people first responders were really struggling before COVID, but COVID just amplified things a thousand times. You know, everyone got really stressed. Uh, Unfortunately, suicide rates went, went up in all first responders, not just firefighters. And I really just started noticing an even greater decline in mental health. So um, I've always been very intrigued and interested in the personal development space. And I had a lot of friends who were suffering, including myself, but some were really suffering, mental health suffering really bad. And I just wanted to... Um, and there's, there's got to be a better way. And if I could be a guy who can deliver inspiring messages um, every day, just help people out, help people get through the day. Um, I thought, you know, what? that's something I'd really like to do. Well, you have a you have the right voice for it. And you have a great background. And I've seen your cover art. It's it's a killer. So you, you have all the tools. We just need to get you out on the Internet where you belong. So. <laughs> yeah, so just getting out of my comfort zone, like I, we were talking earlier, when you when you do something for 30 years, you get into a groove and a rhythm and you're just used to doing, you know, um, I had a lot of freedom, and a lot of time and I had a kind of interesting work schedule. Um, so it's just, um, you know, redeveloping some new habits, but I, I really love engaging with people. Um, there's so many people out there with some so, so much good, interesting advice and so much help. And like I said, first responders need a lot of help right now. They need a lot of words and encouragement. Um, so I just thought if I could motivate, lead, and inspire a community, um, you know, it's something I'm really passionate about. Um, who is your um, ideal candidate for doing interviews? What kind of people would you like to talk to? You know what? I've been really interested. Uh, well, I don't know if you heard certain names, guys like Trent Shelton. I was a former professional athlete myself. So before I became a firefighter, 
up here in Canada, every kid dreams of being a, a professional hockey player. Mm -hmm. uh, I ended up beating around in the minor leagues for a few years before I became a professional firefighter. I lived in uh, Norfolk, Virginia, Virginia Beach uh, at the time playing minor league hockey. So I, you know, I got, I got initially, I got attached to Trent Shelton because he was a former professional football player. Um, Lewis Howes was another athlete turned podcaster and motivator, um, people like that. But then one thing that really stuck with me is in the fire service, a lot of women are trying to get in and are becoming, uh, involved in the fire service and are getting hired. So there's been some actually really interesting women, not necessarily in the first responder business, but there's been some women who've been really successful at what they've done, overcome adversity, and I thought, you know, just that is just a whole nother uh, group of, of people I really want to talk to. I want to let I have a daughter myself. So I want them to know that whatever you want to do in life, there's opportunity and you can do it and perseverance. So, um, so, I'm, you know, that's kind of what I'm looking at, kind of the type of people I'm looking at interviewing. But I'm also I've connected with a large group of just a lot of mental health advocates uh, you know, there's certain groups, there's groups like Boots on the Ground and a few other groups that are out there really just trying to, um, really just trying to help. And, th and necessarily like, you know, I talk about it's all about first responders, but it's so much more than that. There's, there's it's not, my, my, I'm just not, not targeting first responders. It's meant the mental health issues everywhere, right? Yeah. And um, do you think that, uh, I mean, I think in general, there's a lot of, undiagnosed or unhelped mental health you know i think there's just always the stigma that people have do you think in the line of work that you are you were in that there is a, a, anything unique about the occupation that causes people to not uh talk about it is it sort of this idea macho are going to be tough like you know you're kind of gearing up to go into difficult situations and not get emotional about it is there anything like that that you think contributes to mental health issues as it specifically relates to firefighters and first responders? Well, a hundred percent because, uh, you know, especially in the fire department, it was for a hundred years, it's been male dominated oriented, right? And we're supposed to be the heroes. So whenever we see something or do something that's not normal or, or traumatic, um, you know, it's the old, and, and again, don't forget, I also have, uh, I also have a, a sports background. So you're, you're just basically told to suck it up. Right. Yep. And what's the matter with you get over it. Mm -hmm. And that kind of was the stigma for the longest time. And what I, I had a really interesting coffee the other day with the gentleman. And he says like, you only work seven days a month. He says like, what's like, what's all the fuss about mental health? Why are you guys so messed up? And I said, you have to understand what we see and do every day is not normal. Mm -hmm. You may see or hear or, or a traumatic event once in your life, and that's embedded in your life. And I said, can you imagine going to work every day and seeing that 10 times a day, 12 times a day, and you have nowhere to park it or nowhere to deal with it? And um, so that's, you know, that's what I tell people. I said, you just got to remember, we see and do things every day for 30 years that nobody else sees or does that you would have a, a difficult time. If you saw one traumatic event, you would probably have a difficult time getting over that. Never mind a career full. You mentioned uh, COVID you thought made, made some of these problems worse. Was it, was it the fact that people were more 
isolated? Were were you were people concerned about their own safety going to scenes and not knowing if they're going to get infected by this new unknown virus or whatever? What was what what, what do you attribute COVID to some of the increased problems that you've seen? Yeah, so you mentioned a couple of good points. One, I know, I I I know in the early onset of COVID, um, I just retired, so I, I you know I still keep in touch, but. In my own department alone, guys were very hesitant going to certain calls. Mm-hmm. And I know for a fact, we had people get fired over refusing to go to certain calls or questioning whether it was safe. Yeah. And that's kind of the, where it got to. People were losing their jobs. Fortunately, the people I know got their jobs back. But I think it was just uh, so many things were compounding so fast. People were scared. People didn't have answers. Uh, and then up here in Canada, we were isolated really bad. Things got locked down really hard mm-hmm. uh, for nearly almost two years. Uh, so the isolation end of it. And then there was just so many people started calling in sick. And it was just the overwhelm and overworked. And uh, and, then, and then there was the whole issue. And I'm sure you guys had it in America was, you know, vaccinated, non-vaccinated. Is it safe? Is it not? And I know people, again, who lost their jobs because they refused to get vaccinated. And mm-hmm. that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother podcast and talk we could probably talk about, but all those things just compounded, you know, in regards to first responders, because we really, you show up to the work, you don't have a choice when the buzzer goes, you got to go. Right. And you don't, you know, you don't know where you're going, what you're getting into. You don't know the person you're helping. It's just, you do it. And right. uh, so it added a lot of stress. Well, and, and I'm sure with COVID, you know, you're, you're, you're kind of trained, like you learn how to fight fires. You kind of, you have protocols, you know, I mean, it's dangerous, but you kind of, kind of know what the dangers are and you can anticipate it with COVID, at least early on, it was this sort of this unknown uh, about how bad it was and how easy it was, you know, just sort of like, you know, for at times it probably felt like you were going into the bubonic plague or something like that. And you were going to, you know, literally risking your life. Yeah. And so I, uh, I can certainly see that, you know, you have a very stressful job as it is made it even more stressful. And I'm sure the other factor too, is uh, because everything was locked down or whatever, if you needed help, uh, it was just, it was very difficult to get mental health treatment or any kind of medical treatment, but especially mental health treatment during the, I mean, mental health treatment on a good day is not easy. was tough to find. Yes. It right. still is tough to find. Believe it or not, there's yeah. um, there's a massive shortage in, in, in the mental health industry doctors. I don't think people and a lot of people still have not figured it out. Yeah. Um, you know, the your, your psychologists and all that stuff and doctors, it's still something everyone's struggling to find the answer to. And I don't know if they ever will, but I believe there's a lot of tools and resources that can really help you. Uh, I believe just you know, I listened to a great podcast yesterday, just initially talking about it, right? Like I bottled everything. My wife will tell you for 30 years, I never once came home in 30 years and talked about my day. Mm. And that may have been good or bad. I don't know. It probably wasn't. I just didn't want to drag. I didn't want to relive things. And I didn't want to drag my family through it. Because some of the things you see and do, when you do CPR on a two-month-old baby who dies in your arms, and then I was a hockey coach, and then I got to go run a practice for a group of eight-year-olds, you know, an hour later, you just, so I just found a way to block it, which was probably why it kind of 
triggered me to retire 10 years early. It was kind of got to a point was enough was enough. Right. But you definitely now I talk about it way more now that I'm gone. And I actually, my coworkers who are still working, like my friends who are still working, they talk about it a lot more. It just seems to be becoming more natural now and easier to talk about. Well, I'm glad that, and I'm sure there's a definitely a therapeutic value in talking about it. And, and I'm sure it's just extraordinarily interesting to, to people that aren't part of that. So I have no doubt that there's a, there's an audience for you. If we could just help you kind of get, uh, get out where people can find you and, and whatever. So, Hey, so a uh, little bit off subject, but if you had to name your, your three favorite podcast or YouTube channels that you consume regularly, could you, could you tell us what they are? The channels? Yeah. Either, either YouTube channels or podcasts, your top well, three. I'm definitely big. Uh, I'm an Apple guy. So uh, Apple, Spotify, and I'm really just starting to learn or watch the YouTube videos on people. Mm -hmm. YouTube seems to be exploding right now. More and more people are doing video content, which I find interesting. But uh, yeah, Apple, Spotify, I don't know a lot about Stitcher yet. I think Amazon has something, but those are the channels that I listen to regularly, for sure. Is there a particular um, a channel or host that you're, you know, like a, a particular uh, content I, I creator? Believe it or not, like I listen, uh, Mel Robbins is really big. She's got some great insights. Uh, I, I'm, uh, I'm big on Trent Shelton. And um, the latest one I've been listening to because um, uh, the, the, the gentleman out in Houston, Texas, the um, uh, oh, geez, I'm getting a, I'm getting a blockage now on his name. The, re the, the young fellow who's a pastor. Oh, uh, I don't know. Uh, I'll find it. Just give me a second here. And sure. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll dig up his name. But yeah, he's been actually really, really into uh, Joel. Joel. Um, um, let me see if I can dig it up here. Joel Olstein. Oh, is, um, is he have like a YouTube channel or a podcast? Uh, he has everything. So every Sunday I listen to his, uh, he has a, he has a 30 minute uh, sermon every Sunday here in Canada. In a way he has a YouTube channel. He he's, has uh, every day he posts uh, a podcast, but Joel Olstein is well known and he's just become, yeah. uh, you know, not that I'm, I just found it. Uh, I'm more faithful now than ever. You know, and I, and I don't whatever somebody believes in believes in, but I think you got to believe in something. But his his messages have just been so inspiring, and it just always I always find that his timing is un impeccable. It's like hmm. I'll listen to one of his podcasts, and it's like, how did he know I was thinking that today? <laughs> right? well, that's good. So, but Joel Holstein's a big one. Trent Shelton's a big one. Uh, Mel Robbins, you know, those are a few of the big name podcasters that I listen to, you know, and subscribe to. And so um, have you started producing any of the content yet for your um, podcast? Or are you still kind of in the back? Yeah, back? so I'm fumbling and bumbling my way through and learning the ropes and how it all works. So I've been, uh, I haven't officially um, broadcasted anything yet or submitted yet, but I've been, I've been recording messages um, and just kind of editing them and doing some, I've done some YouTube videos that I haven't posted yet. So really, I'm kind of just in the trial and practice stage, but I, I think it gets to a point where you just got to hit submit and go and work your way through it. And, you know, it's going to be messy in the beginning, uh, but I, I really, truly believe, though, like people need to hear the message, which is more mm -hmm. important, right? Well, here's what I'll do then. Um, when, when you get up and running where you feel like you are ready for some um, 
some traffic, I'll we'll add your link to your show or your YouTube channel or whatever in yeah. the description below, so people can find you. So, uh, well, we'll have to keep talking. I'll uh, I'll be happy to help get you get you started. It's, it is the hard part. Yeah. Uh, in my journey, I I found that I had to start recording and just like it was kind of like roll just as far as you could and hard as you could and just get as far away from where you were and just get as many recordings behind you without even thinking about it. And the further out you get, the more likely it is that you'll, you'll continue on. So I'm excited yeah. to, uh, no, I'm, I'm excited. Something I've been wanting to do. Like I said, I, I retired and within a few months, somebody said I should do it. And that's been three and a half years. And okay. I always keep coming back to it. And even my own wife, she's just like, Chris, you connect with people. Well, there's definitely a message people need to hear. And, and honest to God, it's, it's not just first responders. Like I, that's kind of my initial target audience, but I just know so many people just need to hear an inspirational message every day. The world's a mess. Mm -hmm. And uh, if we can help somebody get through the day, whether it's in their office or, or their business or whether they're a first responder or not. Um, like I said, I've always been in the personal development space, whether as an athlete or a firefighter. So, you know, there's nothing wrong with uh, delivering a positive message every day. Right. That's that's for sure. So. Well, great. Well, is there anything else you wanted to add before we wrap up here? Oh, I, I just really appreciate your time and I appreciate you helping me out. And like I said, the Ignition Factor podcast is coming out shortly. And, okay. Uh, any traction we can get, uh, I really appreciate it. I'm, I'm just looking forward to watching it, where it goes and what it does. So I, I really am. Well, here's what I'm going to do. I'm making a note to myself. I'm going to mark my calendar 30 days from now. I'm going to check back with you. Perfect. And if you... We're gonna we're gonna get you back on, and if if you haven't started yet, we're gonna heckle you about it. And if you have, we're gonna promote it. Okay. I love it. I appreciate it. You know what? I, I could use the accountability, and I could use the nudge. I, I really All appreciate right. it. Thirty days. So, well, thank you, Chris. It was been it's been a pleasure talking to you. I wish you the best of luck on your um on your podcast, and anyone that comes across my content and wants to go follow Chris, will have that information in the description below. So. Thank you, Chris. And until next time, everyone, have a good one.